0: Welcome to Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Here's a look at some of our Caribbean headlines for today. El Salvador state of emergency after 62 gang killings in a day. Jamaica reports success in anti-crime measures. Jamaica moving to full independence from British Crown. Barbados Embassy in United Emirates officially opens. British Virgin Islands to reduce all custom duties to 5% and slash oil import tax by 50%. Grenada commits to ambitious global 30 by 30 conservation target. Pan American Health Organization calls for increased investments in tuberculosis services. And St. Kitts Music Festival is back after two-year hiatus. These and other stories on today's Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Monday, March 28. We start a report today in El Salvador. BBC reports that El Salvador's parliament has approved a state of emergency after the Central American country recorded dozens of gang-related murders in a single day. Police said there had been 62 murders on Saturday, making it the most violent 24-hour period since the end of the Civil War in 1992. New laws restrict the right to gather, allow arrest without a warrant, and the monitoring of communications. Last year, the El Salvador recorded 1,140 murders, a 30-year low. However, that still equates to 18 deaths per 100,000 inhabitants. In November, another spate of violence led more than 40 people being killed within three days. Hours before the members of parliament voted on the new powers, which will remain in place for 30 days, police said four leaders of the mar salvatrua ms-13 gang had been arrested over the spate of killings Jamaica information service reports that for the period ending January through March 14. The country recorded an 11% reduction in major crimes when compared to the corresponding period last year. The country recorded 967 major crimes during the period. Prime Minister Andrew Holness said this represents the lowest incident of major crimes since 2010. He made the announcement during his contribution to the 2022-23 budget debate in Jamaica's House of Representatives earlier this month. He noted that homicides were down by 5.2% and shootings were down by 19%. 196 firearms were seized, representing an overall increase of 26% and a 100% increase in rifle seizures. Prime Minister Holness said that the Get Every Illegal Gun campaign is working. The campaign is working. People are giving information. We have put $25 million from the FLA into the Get Every Illegal Gun campaign, he said. The recent launch anti-gang task force has been operational, he also said, and their efforts so far have been reaping significant success. St. Martin Island Times reports that the long awaited sports feel of the Caribbean Correctional Institution of the Netherlands officially opened on Thursday, March 24th by the Director of Prison Administration and Immigration Detention, Monique Schippers. The institution stated that the new sports field is necessary for the expansion of the day program for detainees and plays an important role in the reintegration process that the correctional institution is working on. The sport field was not previously included in the construction plans for the new facility at Plantation Aruba. According to the institution, sports contributes to physical and mental health and is a legal right of detainees. In addition, group sports are a good way for detainees to develop social skills. This makes it an important part of the reintegration process. The opening of the sports deal also allows for the expansion of the daytime program, allowing detainees to participate in extra activities if they display the desired behavior. BahamaNews.net via Writers reports that Jamaica's Prime Minister, Andrew Holness, told Prince William and his wife, Kate, during their recent visit that after 60 years of political independence, it is inevitable that Jamaica will move on from its past as a British colony to become a republic. There are issues here that remain unresolved, but your presence gives an opportunity for those issues to be placed in context. Put front and center and be addressed as best as we can, the Prime Minister said, standing alongside William. Jamaica is a country that is very proud of our history, very proud of what we have achieved, and we are moving on. We intend to attain our true ambition of being an independent, developed, and prosperous country, he added. According to the report, Prime Minister Holness' words seemed to echo the speech delivered by then-Prime Minister David Cameron during his visit to Jamaica in 2015. At the time, he made it clear that London intended to turn the page on the issue of slavery without issuing formal apologies or paying repatriations. An estimated 600,000 Africans were shipped to work on sugarcane, coffee, and banana plantations in Jamaica, amassing fortunes for British slaveholders. Britain abolished the slave trade in 1807 but the full emancipation did not come until 1838. Becoming a republic would be a largely symbolic gesture for Jamaica. If enacted, the island would no longer consider Queen Elizabeth to be the formal head of state. Barbados, as we know, made this move in November. There were rumors ahead of the visit by the royal couple that Jamaica was exploring the same path. Prince William, the second in line to the British throne, refrained from addressing the promised breakup in his speech at the Governor General's residence. He acknowledged that slavery was an appalling atrocity, stained Britain's history, but stopped short of apologizing. Barbados Prime Minister Mia Motley is optimistic that Barbados Embassy in Abu Dhabi will show that Barbados is serious about deepening diplomatic relations with the United Arab Emirates and creating opportunities for Barbadian residents. Addressing a large gathering on hand for the Barbados National Day theme, from sugar cane to blockchain, at Expo 2020 in Dubai, UAE on Saturday, Prime Minister Mia Motley said that although her country was in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic and an international monetary fund program, the decision was made that if we are to produce global citizens with Bayesian roots, we must open our hearts and open our doors. And it is against the backdrop that we took the decision to establish an embassy here in Abu Dhabi. I hope that with the Appointment of our ambassador and with the opening of the embassy that you in this country will recognize that we are serious about building the deep relationship and creating the opportunities for business that hitherto may not have been there, she stated. Motley also expressed optimism that the partnership would see direct airless between Barbados and the UAE. Motley also announced a partnership between her government and XPRIZE Foundation, a nonprofit organization that designs and hosts public competitions intended to encourage technological development to benefit humanity. To Restore the World's Coral Reef She pointed out that a collaborative effort was needed to raise 20 million U.S. dollars for the prizes that would allow participants to rebuild coral reefs across three hectares, targeting three coral species. Prime Minister Motley believed that the initiative would stem the tide as it relates to the destruction of the world's coral reef by 2030. Motley also congratulated the UAE for this magnificent work it had accomplished in the midst of the global pandemic and its achievement during its 51 years as an independent nation. She told the Minister of Tolerance and Coexistence and the Commissioner General of the Expo, Sheikh Nehayan Mabarak al-Nahayan and other UAE government officials that there is a great opportunity for further partnership and cooperation between the two countries. BVINews.com reports that the British Virgin Islands premier, Andrew Foy, has announced that all custom duties on imports that are above five percent will be reduced to five percent starting April 15th, for the next three months. Speaking at a media conference, Foy, who is also the Minister of Finance, said this initiative is a move by his Virgin Islands Party government to ease the financial burden the people of the Virgin Islands are facing due to the COVID-19 pandemic and the current Ukraine-Russia conflict. The premier also noted goods and services that are currently have a duty of 5% or less will remain the same. FOI also announced the government will be implementing measures to cushion the impact of rising fuel costs on the people of the territory. The import duty on diesel fuel will be reduced by 50% from 22 cents per imperial gallon to about 11 cents per imperial gallon. The import duty on gasoline will also be reduced by 50% from $0.32 for Imperial Gallon to $0.16 per Imperial Gallon, the finance minister said. This should give our people some relief at the gas pump and in their pockets. So the savings for all persons in all sectors have been significant, whether it is in the marine sector, the automotive sector, the construction sector, the tourism, hardware, and home goods, all sectors across the board, Foy added. He noted this stimulus initiative will help residents with the economic struggle incurred by events out of their control. Foy added it will also increase the purchasing power of businesses and individuals, allowing them to stretch their dollar a bit more and also maintain their standard of living while keeping the economy stimulated. Now Grenada reports that Grenada's Minister for Climate Resilience, Simon Steele, has pledged support towards an ambitious global 30 by 30 conservation target. Alongside several Caribbean nations, Grenada has followed suit in signing up to the 30 30 target to protect at least 30 percent of the Earth's land and sea by 2030. This is part of a fast-growing international political push to curb the accelerating loss of biodiversity in a time when climate change continues to threaten vital ecosystems that sustain human life. Leading the charge towards the 3030 land and sea target is the High Ambition Coalition for Nature and People. Co-chaired by the governments of Costa Rica, France and the United Kingdom and endorsed by Grenada, the 3030 Global is a globally driven response to increase the resilience of natural ecosystem defenses to the devastating effects of climate change, particularly for vulnerable economies in the Caribbean. Over a dozen Caribbean nations, including Jamaica, Grenada, and Antigua and Barbuda have joined a growing list of over 85 countries around the globe that have committed to the science Back 30-30 target ahead of an upcoming critical biodiversity treaty meeting set to take place in China in May. Barbados Today reports that the United States government announced plans to provide 1.5 million in urgent COVID-19 assistance through the United States Agency for International Development, USAID, for countries including Antigua and Barbuda, Dominica, Grenada, Barbados, St. Kitts and Nevis, St. Lucia, St. Vincent and the Grenadines, the Bahamas, Guyana, Suriname and Trinidad and Tobago. This assistance will be focused on helping countries with vaccine deployment and readiness and includes efforts to address vaccine hesitancy and combat vaccine mis- and disinformation. The additional support will assist with community vaccination campaigns and engagement activities, strengthening the cold chain environment, train healthcare workers, and develop regional and country-specific campaigns to increase vaccine uptake. This additional assistance builds on previous COVID-19 support provided to Caribbean countries. USAID has provided nearly 63 million in COVID-19 assistance to the Caribbean to address the health, humanitarian, and economic impacts of COVID-19. This includes more than 7 million specifically for the eastern and southern Caribbean region since the beginning of the pandemic. Activities will be implemented through local, regional, and international organizations such as the local Ministry of Health, local non-governmental organizations, the Caribbean Public Health Agency, the Pan American Health Organization, UNICEF, and the USAID Country Health Information System and Data Use Project implemented by JSI Research and Training Institute, Inc. On World Tuberculosis Day, The Pan American Health Organization called for the urgent investment in resources, support, care and information for the fight against tuberculosis. As the COVID-19 pandemic reverses gains made against one of the world's deadliest infections, every day more than 70 people die and 800 fall ill from tuberculosis in the Americas while efforts to combat the disease have saved more than 1.2 million lives in the region. Since 2000, yearly deaths have increased by an estimated 3,000 in 2020 due to interruptions in essential services. An estimated 18,300 children aged 15 years and under live with tuberculosis in the Americas, yet more than half lack the access, diagnosis, and treatment services. Increased investment in tuberculosis services and research would accelerate the recovery of gains against the disease. Global spending on tuberculosis diagnosis, treatment and prevention in 2020 were less than half of the global target of 13 billion US dollars annually by 2022. According to the World Health Organization, an additional 1.1 billion per year is needed for research and development. And finally, My View News reports that after a two-year hiatus, the St. Kitts Music Festival was relaunched on Friday night, March 25th, with a spectacle of fireworks live entertainment and special ticket giveaways. The schedule of performers was hosted during a special release party at the Royal St. Kitts Hotel. This year, we promise you three energetic nights of world-class entertainment that will leave you with an unforgettable experience, said Damian Hobson, chairman of the 26-year-old festival. The three nights of concerts will be held at the Kim Collins Athletic Stadium in Bird Rock from June 23rd to the 25th. Minister of Tourism Lindsey Grant, who is responsible for the festival, said, As we revitalize and re-energize the tourism sector, the 2022 edition of the St. Kitts Music Festival has potential to boost employment and visitor numbers and to catalyze increased levels of economic activity, revenue generation and circulation, over the short to medium term while we continue on the path of recovery in the tourism and other sectors. The festival over the past two decades has gained an enviable reputation for its high-quality performers in R&B, jazz, hip-hop, soca, reggae, dance hall, and other modern genres. Online ticket sales began immediately with the announcement on Friday night, March 25th. For more information, visit www.sinkitsmusicfestival.com. This has been your Pulse of the Caribbean Caribbean News Roundup for Monday, March 28. I'm Keisha Wallace, thanking you for choosing Pulse of the Caribbean Caribbean News Roundup as your source for Caribbean centered news. Be sure to spread the word to family, friends, and associates. For more Caribbean news stories and information, visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com and be sure to like and follow us on Facebook. Now Meta.